my favorite CD of all time would have to be Live at the Village Vanguard by Bill Evans. Well, for sure, Giant Steps by John Coltrane. Joni Mitchell. One would have to be the essential Billy Holiday. Duke Ellington. Kind of Blue. Sticky Fingers. Beatles. The Who. Todd Rundgren. Keith Jarrett. Oscar Peters. Dave Brubeck. Songs in the Key of Life. Welcome to Stranded, CDs for a Desert Island. I'm Ross Porter. If you were marooned on a remote island with no prospect of returning home, which CDs would you want to have to help pass the time? For most music fans, it's a difficult question. But what if you're a musician? Hmm, the prospects could be even more challenging. Fans of vocal jazz will undoubtedly know the name Cheryl Benteen. Cheryl is a member of one of the most popular groups in jazz, the Manhattan Transfer. Cheryl also performs outside of the transfer. The interview you are about to hear took place in West Hollywood. But first, here's Cheryl Benteen and Summertime. Cheryl Benteen, and that was uh, Summertime from the Gershwin Songbook. And as uh, promised, Cheryl Benteen is here with her Desert Island picks. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you. It's great to be here. Now, when I when I listened, to, first of all, who did the arrangement on that piece? That was Corey Allen, my husband. And he uh, was inspired, obviously, via um, um, Lambert Hendricks and Ross and uh, Miles Davis. You know, it it was it's kind of a combo of all those all those things rolled into one. And the vocal overdubs that were happening. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's well done. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I've always wanted to do. I would love to do a whole, obviously, a whole Miles Davis, you know, vocal record. But I got a little little taste of it there, so kind of turned a corner on that one song compared to the rest of the record. So, just in terms of how. Doing a Gershwin songbook, mm-hmm. what was it that you could bring to it that you didn't feel had been brought before? That's a very tough question because I, if I, if I really pondered that and really, really obsessed on that every time I do a, uh, you know, like Cole Porter, like the latest one. If I do Gershwin, if I do Cole Porter, it's like if I concentrate too much on what, what different can I, what, what, how can I make this different, and new, and fresh? I'd go nuts because. It, it's really difficult to to try and just for the sake of changing a song. I don't do that because I think that becomes a little pretentious. I you know I don't necessarily need to do that with Gershwin, obviously, and with Cole Porter. I mean the the music itself is is so perfect and so complex and so sophisticated that just to sing the song first I'll that's all I'll worry about is just singing the song to the point where I'm happy with it and then if there's more we want to add to it if there's an extra little twist or turn in the arrangement that'd be fine but to 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 make it different for the sake of making it different I that to me doesn't ring true in my heart so I I like to just sing the song the best I can are you a tough nut when it comes to other singers yeah, probably. I don't know. This is a new question. I've never been asked. Yeah, I think I am. And the older I get, I think the more I'm de- the more I demand from my uh my other singing heroes. You know, I I want more from them. I want them to bring me more. So, I guess in a sense, that's that's a self, you know, 
that's 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 a lesson for myself as well is just to continue to improve and to get better and better and bring more to the table as a, as a musician and as a singer. But yeah, sure. I mean, there's singers that I won't name that I grew up with that I was, they were my heroes. And now I'm, I kind of cast them aside, you know, cause it just doesn't, doesn't bring me anything anymore. So I, I'm, you know, always listening and, and, and getting things from different singers to this day and always have. But that's, you know, it's a, it's a difficult one too, because you watch, Singers that you you know held in high regard, and you know age isn't always kind. And I as know. you watch some performers, I yeah, yeah, I saw Annie Ross in in uh, New York. There's someone there that you're you know you're absolutely rooting for, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I and I know it was very difficult for her. And I was thinking about how hard mm-hmm. that must be for some performers who spent their entire life on stage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to let that go. Yeah, well, and especially a singer, obviously, that's what we're talking about here. But, it, you know, the voice is, it, it uh, it's a very delicate instrument, these vocal cords. And when you age, the voice ages. When you uh, don't treat yourself well physically, the voice gets tired and it wears out. And you really have to keep exercising it to keep the range up there. That's why opera singers stop, like, when they're 50 or so, because it's over. It's over for them in that sense, because that's such a demanding art form, opera. Um, What do you do to take care of yours, your voice? (laughs) Well, lately I've been resting a lot, you know. I drink a lot of water, and I think rest is the number one key. And exercise. You know, my partner Janice Siegel in the Manhattan Transfer is is my hero in terms of how much she works out. Because when you work out your body, it strengthens everything from top to bottom, inside and outside. So it's, you know, singing is a vocal workout. I mean, we, we warm up every night a half an hour before the show when, we, when we're touring. You warm up together? Yeah. Yeah, which is great, because then we kind of encourage each other and bring each other, you know, up to that level that we have to be at by the time we get on stage. So, yeah, you've just got to... So what would you do? Give me an idea of what... Half an hour. It's an old vocal uh, tape. It was actually originally on cassette. That's how old this vocal warm-up is. Uh, a vocal teacher by the name of Roland Wyatt used to uh, used to coach us. And we still use a warm-up that works for both of us. That's very basic. Hmm, very gentle because when you're singing every night on the road you can't just like belt out a half an hour of of exercises before you go out and sing for two hours you know and then get six hours of sleep and then get on a plane and then do it again the next day so it's just gentle warming of the voice and aha ha, opening it warming it up physically warming up the cords <clears throat> to the point where by the end of a half an hour we're ready you know, even if you have a cold, even if you're hoarse, for some reason it it, it just works. You know, you got to work it, warm it up, just like you'd warm up your muscles if you were going running. You have to stretch mm-hmm. them and stuff. So it's you know basic stuff. But I know a lot of singers that do not do that, that don't warm up. I don't know how they. I do it for self confidence too. You have to. You, I want to be ready. I want to know in my mind that I'm ready to go on stage and do tutu or whatever Birdland which is still the most challenging thing the transfer does, you know, so, for me, so. Let's listen to your first uh, Desert Island pick. This is from uh, Kenny Rankin. <gasps> and uh, just a, a beautiful, I mean, it's simply called the Kenny Rankin album. Yeah, uh, to me, it's the most perfect record ever made, 
voc for a vocalist. I mean, the, the orchestra is live. You can hear the strings on, on You Are So Beautiful, the last cut. You can hear the, you can hear like the, the music. You know, you can hear the strings getting ready. This is on vinyl, but I think I have a, I have the CD, and I think you can actually hear it on the CD as well. But the vinyl is just so so rich that it, uh, I can't. I've worn this record out, so that's why I'm at the CD version at this point. <laughs> and is it "You're So Beautiful" you'd like to listen to? Uh, yes, I'd love to. Here's Kenny Rankin, and uh, this is from the Kenny Rankin album, and this is the version off of a CD. Here is "You Are So Beautiful" on Jazz FM ninety one. Rankin on Jazz FM 91, and that's one of the Desert Island picks of my guest today on Stranded Music for a Desert Island, Cheryl <laughs> Benteen, uh, the voice of an angel, Kenny Rankin. Oh, oh, that's that's what I call him. Now he's up there singing with the angels. I mean, this is a voice from another another time and another place and another another solar system, another another universe. I we worked with him a couple times, and and it just is magical. It's just I don't know where it came from. We he did. probably didn't either. <laughs> we did, too. We became a good friend of the radio station, and we mm -hmm. had him up to play I don't know, three, four, five concerts over the last oh. couple of years, and I'm just so grateful to have had that time with him. Yeah, yeah. But a uh, very interesting voice of an angel, but uh, a complicated guy. Very complicated. Very complicated. Yeah, I guess that's part of the package when you have a gift like that. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Too and, many people like that. And heck, yeah, not the first one to, yeah. to come along. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've been off the road for a uh, for a while. So what's been going on in your life? You really want to know? <laughs> well, I came off of a tour last year, and I was ill. I was so sick. I was not feeling good. I could barely, and I got a lot of energy. Normally, I'm the healthiest healthiest person on the stage. There are the most, you know, energized. And I, for the life of me, couldn't barely drag on stage. It got worse and worse, and I lost about 30 pounds, and I couldn't eat, and I couldn't. I had no energy, and I went to hospitals in Europe trying to figure out, do I have pneumonia, do I have the flu, do I have this, do I have that? I came home and had blood tests, and within like 24 hours, I was in the emergency room with um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. <laughs> and I went, no, not me. This is, not, this is not possible, and I had to have... You know, splenectomy, and I was laid up. And I looked at the doctor, and and I said, "Well, I have to go on tour in a couple of weeks." And he just kind of looked at me and laughed. He goes, "No, you're not going anywhere for at least five months." And I went, "What? What?" You know, at that point, I was still in 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 tour mode. It's like, no, 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 no. I have to. Okay, I'll do this. I'll do this little surgery, get it out of the way, and then I got to get back to work. So nothing like this has ever happened in the group in terms of trying to like keep going replace somebody so it was it's been a little intense let's put it that way i've got one more chemo treatment after four treatments i was cancer free <sighs> unbelievable okay. i know Great. but i had to do all 12 you know and uh, well, pay attention don't mess around with oh this. no no it's it's obviously changed my life and changed oh. my outlook and uh, and the transfer have been working so hard and dear Margaret Dorn has replaced me in 
the last her last gig will be the end of June, and uh, I'm going to go see them, Santa Bar or San San Bernardino, and uh, watch them without me. I can do it on the last gig. I couldn't have done it earlier because it's it's just too strange. You know, and my partners, they would call me and go, where are you? We miss you. And it's like, I... So it's been a crazy time. It's and been a very reflective time. What have you found out about yourself that you didn't know before? What have I found out about myself? I found out that I must listen to myself. I must listen to my body. I must take the time to be nice to myself instead of just, like, racing through life. You can't do that. I can't do that anymore. I have to, like, walk slowly. I literally will stop and smell a rose when I'm taking my dog for a walk now. I literally stop and smell the roses because I thought, okay, this is, this is like, you know, a bit cliche, but we're going to just stop right here. So I realize that it's just, it's really important to take it a breath at a time because you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, it's just, it's all the cliche things, but it's all true. You know, I'm... You must have a happy dog. Mom's home. Yes. <laughs> he gets two walks a day. He's very spoiled now. So. But not for long, because then I'm going back out. And what do you miss about being on the road? Oh. Well, most of all, I miss my partners, Janice and Tim and Al. I miss them terribly. We're more than just singing partners. We're family. And it, that was the hardest part, the beginning of this, to look at them and go, sorry, I can't go. You know, and it was, you know, a lot of tears have been shed. It's been just very, very emotional. But for them as well. What else? Do you miss hotels? Yes. <laughs> I was just saying that to you. I miss the luxury. I miss the mini bar Pringles. I miss, you know, sitting after the show, going to the room, having a nice bath, getting all cozy and watching, you know, a late night movie or something. It's, it's, to me, it's a luxury because I've been doing it for 33 years, you know, a little room service now and then. You don't have to clean up either. Yes, I don't have to clean up. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Are you the kind of person when you stay in a room and you're, and the, you know, the, Room server, the, 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 the housekeeping comes mm -hmm. and to clean the room. Do you leave a tip on the pillow? I got to be honest, I never knew about that all these years. I never knew that it's a really nice thing to tip, to tip, uh, keep to tip the maids. I know. I think I'll start doing that now. I just never knew about it. I'd never heard of it until really recently. And then I thought, well, you know, my life is on the road, and we're like one night in hotels. It'd be different if we were like in a week somewhere where they come and take care of you or they leave you alone or this or that. So I will be changing my style. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ross. <laughs> I want to play something by the Manhattan Transfer, and I want to go back to, I guess this was mid the mid-1980s when this album was done, Vocalese. Oh, Yes. Which for me was is one of the defining albums of, yeah, thank of, you. The, of the transfer. And uh, it's a version of A Night in Tunisia. <gasps> now, you won a Grammy for this. You did. Yes, Bobby and I did. It was Bobby's first. So I'm proud to be a part of something that, you know, to kind of introduce him even more to the world than he had already been introduced. So this was... Now, the Grammy was for the arrangement? Yes, yes. So what is there that's special about this arrangement? <laughs> well... You know, we had, we, we had just met Bobby not long before that, and he was living in San Francisco still. And uh, it was my idea to do Night in Tunisia. 
and do it his in his style. So they said, go ahead, go up to San Francisco. I went up to San Francisco and sat at a piano with him with a little cassette machine, and we would just play ideas. And um, I wrote out Dizzy's little solo and made a little little classical thing out of it. That's the only thing that was written. That little middle part. But the rest of it was just totally by the flying by the seat of our pants. We went in the studio and this group, we need music in front of us. We're we're not real comfortable just doing things off the cuff. But that's how he wanted to do it. So we went in the studio, and Bobby would say, okay, Tim, you do a line down here in the bottom and have it kind of repetitive. Can you read? You can read music? Yeah, yeah, we read music, but we we are not... uh we're not comfortable without it, you know, without it in front of, or without rehearsing. And we didn't rehearse this at all. And Bobby, we just clung to Bobby and he kind of just directed us through this very interesting, he put down obviously the, the basic track with the chest and the you know, the pounding and the, and the getting the whole groove going and then started building voices on it. And so it was, it was very rewarding. It was really, really unique. I'm really thrilled that I was a part of that. Transfer and uh, Night in Tunisia, and that's from an album called Vocalese, which is, in, in my mind, a, a, an essential Manhattan Transfer album. Thanks, to have. My guest is Cheryl Benteen from the Manhattan Transfer, and uh, we're listening to uh, some of her Desert Island picks. This next one that you have is by Geo Gilberto. Oh, who is probably the most romantic voice on the planet, as we know it. How's your Portuguese? Uh, not very good. <laughs> We sang one song, like, phonetically with Javon on Brazil, and I still don't know what we were saying, but I think it's the most romantic language. You know, Italian, but Portuguese is a couple notches up from that. But João Gilberto is just, you know, it's like he's whispering in a woman's ear when he's singing. And this this whole record, you know, if you want... What's the album called? Amoroso. And uh, Swonderful is probably my favorite song on this record in terms of his phrasing and uh, did Klaus Ogerman do this album write the arrangements yes thank you very much yes he did who's also one of my favorite arrangers it's kind of like a home run oh my god yeah so you know turn the lights down light a candle and be careful because you will not be safe if you play this record with somebody that you love Wonderful, marvelous No complaints and no regrets. 
Shirley Horn, and here's to life on Jazz FM 91 and one of the Desert Island picks of Cheryl Benty. I want to play something from one of your albums. And oh. this is a, a favorite track of mine, and it's from an album called Let Me Off, Uptown. <laughs> or downtown, depending on what town you're in. Or depending on what you want to do, I, I can never get it straight. I know. Uh, I couldn't either for years. Let Me Off, Uptown. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted you to talk about the guy that's on this with you, who's oh, a favorite please. of mine. Oh, a favorite of mine. It was a dream come true. Jack, Jack Sheldon. Jack Sheldon. Well, when we did this record, we had to do, of course, this was a tribute to Anita O'Day. And we're thinking, okay, we got to have to do this song, and probably this will be the name of the record as well. Had some great uh, horn charts by Bill Holman. And um, this one, we thought, okay, how, how are we going to do the duo? How, who, who in the world? And I think Corey said, well, there's only one person. It had to be Jack Sheldon. And I said, are you serious? He would really do this? Because he's perfect. First of all, like... Corey, your producer. Yes, Corey. And, I mean, Jack is one of my favorite singers, one of my favorite trumpet players, and hysterically funny, and just his voice would read so well on a song like this. So he said, sure, I'll come in. And he came in and he just he just got comfortable in the studio. We were sitting in the in the room together doing it live and he's so sitting was it in a chair. Yeah, well yeah. And he, he actually guided me very well through this because, you know, I you know, I, I couldn't call him Roy. His name was Jack, and he was calling me, you know, Anita. He was calling me Cheryl. So you had to change it a little bit. So I was just like, he knew it much better than I did. And he had worked with Anita. I didn't know that. I did not know he had worked with Anita. So it was kind of a, it all worked out beautifully. I just followed his lead, and he's he's such a great ad-libber anyway. So we just, you know, some of it obviously we couldn't use. <laughs> I can't even go into the details, but otherwise it was just, and it was so great having him sit there, and I sang while he was sitting there, so it brought me to another level, too, I think, just singing the, the you know, the lead of the song. It was fabulous. I was thrilled. You're Cheryl Benty, and this is Let Me Off Uptown on Jazz FM 91. <laughs> What's your next pick? Well, you know, uh, if I was on a desert island, I would want to be inspired on many different levels, romantically, uh, vocally. And to this day, there's no voice like Maria Callas. There is no voice on the planet, a woman's voice anyway. You know, I'd, I'd say the same thing about Pavarotti. Uh, it just amazes me. You know, I, she had so much publicity over the years when I grew up as just being, you know, the uh, girlfriend of Onassis. That I thought, I didn't even know that she was an opera singer for a long time. I thought, oh, it's Maria Callas. She's, you know, arm in arm with, with Aristotle Onassis. Okay, okay. And then I started, then when I grew up and started listening to opera, I went, oh, oh, <laughs> I see. And it's just, she just absolutely mesmerizes me. I can't believe the voice of this woman, that this woman had. I mean, you could pick any, any track from this CD. I just pulled out La Divina and, you know, La Boheme, obviously, is, is probably as good as it gets, you know. 
Here's Maria Callas. on Jazz FM 91. <laughs> Was it hard to uh, to come up with a list? Yes and no. I mean, I the, you know, this is 10 that I, I would absolutely want with me all the time, but I'm sure there's 10 more or 20 more. You know, I just, I told you I was in the process. I just moved. So all of my vinyl is in piles and my CDs are, are all dis, disoriented all over the house. I So I just kind of, I just did it instinctively so maybe this is the correct list you know if i just did it on instinct like what what do i need with me you know and you sometimes know. it has a lot to do with what's going on in your life yeah, at that time too because sure. it can change sure so you sure. you were doing this while you moved yes so <laughs> let me ask you this what's the first thing you you're in the house now mm-hmm. what's the first thing you unpack funny the first thing i put away were my cds i got my stereo system in in order and the cds i don't I still don't have food in the fridge for my poor daughter you know we're eating out like every day but the first thing was the cds came into the living room into the shelves and uh yeah how did you know you knew i was gonna say that well i know it was interesting because i remember when i was single and i would move and the first thing i'd set up would be the stereo mm-hmm that mm-hmm. it's changed now it's it's usually the bedroom furniture and yeah, uh, yeah. and then and then dishes dishes uh, yeah I've, that I've, came second but uh yeah i had a lot I'm of just time. a passenger on this train <laughs> <laughs> first class <though. laughs> this has been nice yeah thank I've you enjoyed it's getting been to know delightful you. delightful it's so good to see you so good to see you face to face you know there's a lot of like internet Yes. You know, communication in the world now that y- when you don't, like, put a face with a name and a, and a mm-hmm. personality, it's it's bothersome. So I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> we have time for one more piece. And uh, this is Billie Holiday. Oh. Well, first of all, I mean, Lady in Satin. I mean, it, it, it's like the quintessential perfect Billie Holiday record. It's a perfect record. You know, and all the, the, well, her whole story, her whole life is on this record. I really believe that. I don't know which song you'd want to pick. It's They're all ridiculously otherworldly. But it's interesting how perfection can come out of imperfection. Mm-hmm. That you listen to this, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's a damaged voice. It's a yeah. flawed voice. Yeah. A damaged soul. You know, it's a damaged human but she still sing through it. You know, I, I think this is probably for those, uh, those gloomy days on that desert island where you really want to just go to that place because you have to go there. You have to go where she takes you on this record. <laughs> you have no choice. So, I mean, the very first cut, I'm a fool to want you or, uh, you know, even I'll be around. You know, it's any of these. I'll let you pick the one because they're all, they all do the job. <laughs> Here's Billie Holiday on Jazz FM 91. My guest has been Cheryl Benteen from the Manhattan Transfer. I 
Billie Holiday, and I'm a Fool to Want You, one of Cheryl Benteen's Desert Island picks. Her picks included the Kenny Rankin album, Gio Gilberto's Amoroso, Here's to Life by Shirley Horn, the best of Maria Callas, and Billie Holiday's Lady in Satin. Here's one more from Cheryl Benteen. This is They Can't Take That Away From Me. I'm Ross Porter. The way you wear 